neon orange and neon green. Isn't Those are the best colors ever. They should be everywhere. Not a great mix. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters Problem Solvers episode. Today, uh, we are going to talk to Paige Dahl about design mistakes that people make on their website. Hi, Paige. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, people want to do and build websites on their own. It's just, you know, save some money, do it yourself, right? But there's some issues with that. People don't necessarily know what they're doing or how they're going to do it. They just kind of throw things together in whatever mood takes them places. So let's talk about some of the the design mistakes that people might make. What's one that you see very frequently? Uh, I'd say the one that I see the most often is people trying to put too much content on one page. They don't want to deal with making multiple pages or maybe it costs more for them through whatever uh, content management system they're using to make more pages. Mm -hmm. So they try to just cram it all in one page. Right. So you see it a lot in blogs too, right? So people write a blog. Um, I've been guilty of it in the past. Word, the word is the king, right? The more words I can stuff into this, the better it's going to be. Uh, and people think it's optimizing them for search engines and stuff like that. And to an extent in the past, they were right. So that's that's one of those things that y- you you can fix, right? How would you fix that quickly? If they have the ability to put it on separate pages, I would separate it out. However, you have it already separated for sections, Mm -hmm. just turn those into pages on their own. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't work for whatever reason, like you don't want to pay more for more pages, uh, I would remove just redundant content. Mm -hmm. People tend to repeat themselves a lot. There's no need to have the same paragraph rephrased three different times. Right. So that'll just cut down on the amount of content and... People won't feel like your page is as cluttered. Okay. So along with that too, then let's say I declutter the page. I get I get rid of all the extra content and stuff like that, but now the page looks empty. So I just, I'm going to go grab the, the best picture I have on my phone and I'm going to toss it in there. Is that the right thing to do or what would you do in that case? Images are always great. Images always add visual interest to it, but the image should be related to the content and then the image should also be optimized. How would you do that? If it's not an optimized image, you're going to have really long load times. People are just going to see the blank space that you're trying to cover up. Mm -hmm. What I would do is I would resize it to the exact size that you need for that for that little area that Uh you have designated for it. Okay. And then also compress it so that the file size itself isn't way bigger than it needs to be. So those are really fancy terms, and some people aren't going to know what you mean by compress. Is there a site that you can go to that will automatically compress the file for you so I don't have to worry about it? We use tinypng.com, and it just makes the file size smaller. Right. <laughs> you just drag and drop it. It'll do it all for you. And then you upload the image. And then you upload the image. Perfect. That's two of the things, right? So one of them is too much content. Another is not optimizing images. So what's what's another thing that people do when they're trying to do this themselves? Sometimes people get a little too carried away with their color schemes and they don't think about contrast. Mm. So they'll go with like a blue color scheme and they'll make the background blue and they'll make the text like blue, their buttons blue, and it's just a sea of blue. Right. And if everything's blue, nothing stands out. Okay. So what's a good way to find maybe some different color palettes and stuff like that? Uh, There's a lot of sites that'll do it for you. I think Adobe actually has a color wheel of their own that will just show you complementary colors. Mm -hmm. 
So it'll just show you colors that look nice together but are basically opposites so that your buttons and your text stand out so people actually know where to click your call to actions and they don't get lost in blue. Lost in blue. Sounds like a movie title. I'm going to go back and I'm going to build my website. I really like blue. Blue's in my brand. It's everywhere, right? But that's the color that I want to use. You used the example of using blue in the background, blue for buttons, blue for some text and stuff like that. Different, you know, different shades of blue, maybe, right? Or same color blue, just your buttons, your text, and the backgrounds are all. If you can use enough of a different shade then that works because a really dark blue on a light blue background is still going to have that contrast you're still going to see the opposite you're still going to see the difference between the background and the text you're not Mm going to lose it contrast is more important when you think about things like colorblindness okay so if someone's colorblind and they visit your site they might not be able to tell the difference between blue in one shade and green in one shade Hmm. if they're too close together but if you have a really dark green and a really light blue they'll be able to tell that it's different oh okay awesome so what else do you got what other what other types of mistakes do people make on their website uh sometimes people don't add spacing So they'll have a paragraph of text just right up against another paragraph of text with no space between it. Mm -hmm. And that just gets difficult to read when it's just text, 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 text. Right. 70 to 80% of your website traffic now is going to come from your mobile phone, right? So if you have a huge block of text on your website, then you got to look at the scroll factor. How much is somebody going to have to scroll to get through this one block of text? And if you keep doing that and having blocks of text one right after the other... It's just a huge amount of scrolling and people are going to get disinterested, right? Yeah, people are going to leave immediately. <laughs> yeah. Too much reading when they're not expecting it, it means that they're just going to bail and go someplace else. That Less reading, easier call to actions. What else you got? A lot of people don't have mobile-friendly sites still, mm-hmm. which basically everyone has a smartphone in their pocket now. And if someone's walking around downtown Hillsboro and they're on their phone looking for a coffee shop, they're going to go for the one with the mobile-friendly site and not the one that still has the desktop site and with really, really, really tiny text on their phone. Right. And that's the easiest way for people that don't know to know if a website is responsive, uh, which is the mobile design, right, is when you go, does the, um, does the text change? Do the picture sizes change? The layout will change to where you can actually read it easily on your phone. Um, if it's not mobile friendly, when you go to the site, like Paige said, it'll be the desktop site. Everything will just be super, super tiny. So you have to actually pinch and scroll in to look at the text and everything that's going on. It's unfortunate, but there are still websites out there that aren't responsive, that don't um, think about the people that are searching on their phone, which is a lot of people now. We're, we're getting there. What else do we have? There's, there's quite a few things that people do to their own websites that they probably shouldn't or just being aware of them. What else is on your list? Inconsistent design styles. Mm. So people tend to pick a style for their homepage and that's what they should be carrying through to their whole site. But I've seen sites where they decide to completely mix it up on each page and it's just kind of distracting. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want the people on your site to be distracted. You want them to be paying attention to your content. Right, so how would you, how would you fix that? Keep the same color palette if you can, fonts. Uh, if you're using a lot of square elements on your home page, carry that through to the other pages of your site. Don't suddenly throw in some triangle frames and circles. Circles are the best, though. People are framed in circles all the time, right? 
It's the only way to do it, right? Now, um, it's, it's, you'll notice that people that develop too, and if they're not used to it, they kind of develop depending on what their mood is that day, right? So one Mm -hmm. day they might be feeling the squares and the outlines on the pictures and, and rectangles and stuff like that. But then another day they come back to it and they're like, oh, I like circles today. So I'm just going to design this page with circles and uh, ovals and stuff like that. And it, it throws you off, right? Yeah. So designing and carrying it through and having a very specific set written down, like you said, have your colors written down, have your fonts and everything in a place that you can find them. That way you know that you're what you're going to use, right? So how many different fonts should you have in a website? Uh, I'd say three or less, maybe. Okay. I wouldn't go too crazy with it unless it's something like no one's going to notice. Like you add in an aerial for the copyright in the very bottom. Mm-hmm. It gets too distracting when you have a different font for your main header and your subheadings and then also your paragraph. And then you have different ones on top of that. Right. And and the choices are, there are a huge amount of choices uh, for fonts and it's really easy to change them. So setting your defaults in your, in your site, right? Set your defaults for your headers, for your subheaders and for your paragraph font um, text is is probably the best way to go. Do you have anything else to add to your list or no? Every now and then it's okay to do something inconsistent just for contrast, Mm -hmm. like to add in just one circle on a page if it's something really important just to make it stand out Hmm. because contrast is more than just color. It's also size and shapes. So if you toss in something, but you got to stay consistent with it. So if you toss in a circle on one page as your high contrast, pay attention to me thing, Mm -hmm. then that's what you should do for your other pages if you want to have a high contrast pay attention to me thing oh wow that's cool font size font size so this is a tricky one right because the font size is going to be different on your phone than it is going to be on your desktop and people tend to see font size differently too Mm. you have trouble seeing then everything seems too small to you but if you have perfect vision it doesn't bother you right there's there's got to be some sort of a standard kind of across the board like these are we use font sizes between 16 point and 20 point right something like that is there a standard or what what would you say to use as a general like let's start here well depending on the font the font size might look different some fonts just read bigger than Mm -hmm. other fonts there's accessibility tools online that will do things like check the color contrast and make sure that someone with colorblindness would be able to navigate through your site. And there's also ones that work for font size. Hmm. So font size and font color both are parts of figuring out whether your site's accessible. And you can run it through these checkers and they'll tell you, okay, people can read this. Oh, okay. Would you need to run that through like your mobile version of your site as well as the desktop version? Or is that something that it just kind of says, in general, people are able to read this? I think it's just an in general thing. Oh, okay. I tend to just kind of eyeball it when it's on mobile. Mm-hmm. I look at it on my phone. I'll look at it from someone else's phone and see how big the text looks. Right. And that's something too. Um, you can design for mobile to phones, but you have to check it. Right. So if you're doing any design, it, whether it's for desktop or for mobile, I, I think you should check it and for multiple devices, not just an Apple not just, you know, using the Chrome browser or Safari or whatever you use. Every different program that you use is going to have a little bit more of an idiosyncrasy that is different. 
So something might show up a little different on one than the other. And you can adjust for that for the most part. That's the seven main ones, but there's definitely a lot more that I see. There is. Let's just, let's say deep, dark rabbit hole. What are a couple of the ones that you see on a regular basis? Honestly, one of them's just unpleasant colors. Unpleasant colors? People mixing colors that don't look great together. Mm. Neon orange and neon green. Those are the best colors ever. They should be everywhere. Not a great mix. Not a great mix? All right, fine. Paige, if you could give somebody two or three things to that are actionable, right, that they can do to their website um, themselves that's going to make the biggest impact, what do you think those three things would be? Say break up your content. Either break it up between pages or add text in between or add space in between your text toss in some images, whatever makes it so it's not just one really long stream of text. Mm -hmm. Focus on your call to actions, make them noticeable, make them a different color than your background, make them a little bigger, make them a different shape, whatever makes people notice it. Mm -hmm. People can't contact you for a quote if they don't see the button to do that. Right. So there's, I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit too. They shouldn't have to go back to contact you, right? It's okay to have multiple calls to action on one page. Like, hey, here's a section on sprinkler repair. You know, oh, okay, cool. I need sprinkler repair. Get a quote. Boom. Oh, maybe I want to read more. Read the next section. This talks about how to effectively turn off the sprinkler during the winter and stuff like that and winterization. Oh, okay, I want to do it there. So two sections, two calls to action get people to where they don't have to scroll back or find a way to contact you. It's just there in front of them. One last one. One last one, not within my list of seven, but just something I see a lot is make your navigation easy. Hmm. Make it as simple as possible for people to find what they want to find on your website. Okay. And would you do that through the menu options or would you do that um, in a different way? Uh, I would do it through the menu and also through a different way. So through the menu, make sure it's organized in in the way that people expect it to be. Mm -hmm. So doing something original is fun, but people aren't going to know where to find your contact button if you named it something weird like hit us up. (laughs) Right. That makes sense. Okay. So Paige, thank you very much. Um, Let's do a quick rundown. Just boom, boom, boom. The top seven things. Uh, And you can just read them off to us and let us know what they are. And then um, tell us how people would be able to get a hold of you uh, for help with fixing those things. Top seven design mistakes that I see, sites that are not mobile friendly, text that's either too big or too small, inconsistent design styles, unoptimized images, not enough spacing, low contrast between text and uh, backgrounds, and too much content on one page. Awesome. And how would they get a hold of you if they need help figuring these things out? If they need help figuring out design stuff, they can contact me at page at hookseo.com. And that's P-A-I-G-E at hookseo.com, correct? Yeah. Perfect. All right, everybody. So here's Problem Solver episode. If you need help fixing any of these things, or if you notice some of these things on your website, let us know. Uh, We'd love to know that we've been able to help people and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks for being here, Paige. Yeah, thanks for having me. 